0: you're listening to the multiverse fancast proud member of the misfit faction media network all right then on with the show hello everyone and welcome back to the multiverse fancast don't forget if you guys are listening to us on the go you could find us on podbean apple podcast stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, TheMisfitFaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today's special guest star, Sean. Sean, how are you? I'm good. Looking forward to this one, Paul. How are you? You know what? I'm doing okay. Doing all right. You know, excited to be here because, yes, this is a topic that Sean and I... Actually argued about which show was going to get it, (laughs) either here, actually very true, either here or Cinematic Adventures because Sean is a diva, and if it's not done his way, not true, not true. You actually (laughs)
1: won this one, so like, how is it? You
0: know, I mean, no matter what, I always win. That's fair. That's always fair. So this episode, we're talking about a film series that we grew up with that is still exceptionally relevant today, and is actually part of a multiverse of sorts, and uh, we'll explain that in a second. But we are talking the original live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not only the first one, but we'll talk about the second one, Secret of the Ooze, and the third one, Turtles, Turtles in and...
1: Time.
0: Oh, man. So uh, buckle your seatbelts, because this one's going to get weird. <laughs> I love it. I know you do. I love it. All right, so before we do that, the only little bit of news that I want to go over is, well, we did get a new trailer for Ant-Man. We Ant-Man did. and the Wasp, Mania. Did you see it? I have not. All right, so it gives us a better look at Kang, kind of what uh, it looks like this... Episode, this movie's gonna be more towards, but uh, I'm excited for it. I'm. We'll be the first ones it, there.
1: We'll see, and hopefully Marvel can you know step it up a little, step it up you a know, little. Get off to 2023 lot. on a good on a good uh, note. because yeah, 2022. Kind 2022 was not their best of work. Mm. So yeah, we got that coming. And then what's the next one Marvel after this? Uh, I don't
0: remember off the top of my head. Thank yeah. you for putting me on the spot.
1: No, no, I, I didn't mean to. I was just you know I'm trying to remember what else is coming out 2023.
0: Guardians. Oh yeah, Guardians is the that's not till.
1: One. July?
0: I think even later. I think usually Guardians was like so, a. So
1: you would think, you would think that Ant Man and, and, and the WAPs is going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, Guardians is, you can't, you, I, I would be shocked if Guardians is not good. Yeah. Because it's James Gunn. You know, we've enjoyed both Guardians films and it's going to be the last one. And so. the holiday special. Still, have to not gonna kind of watch it. But you
0: haven't watched the holiday special. I didn't watch it. it I was didn't really watch good. a
1: lot of holiday stuff this year. I was bad this year.
0: I'm, just, I'm kind of surprised. That's usually your wheelhouse. Yeah, it's like your thing. I love holiday movies. I know you love. Not movies. Like, you know, I'm concerned. Not like
1: Hallmark movies,
0: but like, not Hallmark you know. movies. No, but and then biggest news. Now we didn't get a chance to announce this because we recorded a couple of episodes in advance. Mm. So this news dropped in between, and I was not gonna go in and edit an already done episode. <laughs> so I
1: really imagine Paul's just like, oh, pause. Pause. Oh my God, guys, can you believe what just yeah. happened?
0: So Stephen Amell has announced that he is coming back to the Arrowverse to portray Oliver Queen for the final season of The Flash. Just um, an
1: episode or for like the actual season? It
0: hasn't been, they haven't said yet. Yeah. Most likely probably just an episode, maybe two. But uh, they haven't said in what capacity. But of course, set photos are starting to leak of him in full costume. Yeah. Like, was he dead? Yeah. Okay. So
1: I, I just can't, I, you know, I'm just like looking back. I'm like, wait a minute.
0: Well, you know, you got time travel. It's always yeah, a factor. so I, I I think it's a good idea to bring him back. You know, you
1: can't imagine they
0: wouldn't have. Yeah, it would have been kind of weird if they hadn't no. and then the kid flash, who I who I don't really particularly like because I felt like there was a strange casting choice that they did. Kid flash he's twenty two. like it's, it's like Rob, why does in Batman forever? Why does he need a like why does he need a place to live? like he's an adult. He's in college. They even say it. But anywho, I digress. So those are the big news bits. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are jumping headfirst into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and its sequels. But first, a quick break. hey guys it's Paul and the misfit faction is looking for your help we are trying to grow not only our network but also grow our brands and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do but you're not sure how to get started if you go to podbean.com misfit faction you guys will get a month of free podcasting on so a set as a gift from uh, so make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service that you're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash faction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash faction. All right, we are back. And Sean... Yes, Paul. Let's travel back in time.
1: Oh, I love back in time.
0: Oh, a simpler time. A simpler time when we were three years old. That's, Wow. And that is 1990. Sean, tell me a little bit about 1990.
1: Well, what I can remember of 1990 was, you know, some good movies, some not so great movies. It was the year Dances with Wolves won Best Picture. Oh. Um, It was also the year Goodfellas came out. Mm. You know, some people argue Goodfellas is the better movie. I do not disagree with that statement okay. but but it was also the year that gave us the live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie yes
0: and two also years. Full House was in full effect at this point Full
1: House so. was in full effect yes
0: <laughs> but so yes 90 do we have the exact month March 30th it was March released March 30th so at the time they already had the t- the the television series television going, the series animated full show full two years in very famous very it's popular so Still very popular, like that's video games and and merchandise and all that stuff. Now, the difference or the challenge was the cartoon was very family-friendly.
1: Absolutely, which most
0: cartoons are. Mm -hmm. But it was just like very... But the comic book was not. The comic book was not. They were violent in the comic book. Yes,
1: and I think the movie had the tough task of how do we keep the family, but also, you know still like look at the comics in the way that they were meant to be made Mm -hmm. and i think the movie did a very good job with that now you can you there are people who i mean there were people who made this film who believed that it was too over the top in terms of how dark it was and you'll see the difference between the first movie and then the second movie.
0: oh yeah we'll talk about the differences totally different oh wow
1: mentalities in the movies in in both
0: yeah so the first movie it's a very simple plot like basically there is a a secret or uh, like a cult, basically, secret
1: organization of ninja warriors, and they have been—I guess you could say—not not brainwashing, but like recruiting, recruiting—you know—teenage kids in the city to basically steal stuff for them, mm-hmm. and it's like they're kind of like the eyes and ears for this organization, like you know, and and they possibly can work their way into the organization if yeah, you know, and all that stuff. But interesting because again, like they never really. Dwelled on that in the
0: cartoon show. Right. So, and then what what happens is April O'Neill, yes. and we'll talk about the cast in a second, she basically is investigating She's this She's investigating
1: it. And and this is where the similarity between the show and the movie is the very first episode of the show, very similar. You know, April is, you know, looking into these thefts. And it's like, oh, it's tied to this, you know, old ninja organization in Japan, you know, and of course, shutters, you know, shut her up, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But it, you know, she is a. I wouldn't call her a. Um, she's like. What's the word I'm looking for? She's one of those reporters. You know, low level. She's not like. I don't. I wouldn't call her. She's not
0: like. You know. Yeah, up there. A, she has like a, a segments segments
1: and stuff like that. But she's she wants. She's she's obviously looking for her big story. She's looking for the thing that's going to parachute her up in the uh, the world of journalism. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's attacked right outside her office by a group of the kids who are you know stealing stuff for the clan, and she's rescued by. What we don't know, or what right. we soon know, learn are... Giant turtles. Giant turtles.
0: All right, so let's go through the cast for this first yeah. one. Yeah, it's a great cast. It is a great cast. We have Judith Huag. Hog, Ho- I think it's Hogue as Hogue as April O'Neil, and yes. it's the only movie that she does. Yes, yeah, she
1: does not return in the sequels. She's actually one of the voices that was not a fan of the way the movie was made, mm-hmm. that it was you know a little too over the top, dark, and stuff like that. She was very good. I enjoyed her, and yeah. I like the other the other the other lady who plays the character too. But I don't think the character of April was as good in the sequels as she was in this one. She, I yeah, liked, she was. I liked the the Judith Hogue had a you know. A tenacity to her that was just it worked for you. She him. also
0: had, a, and it's like you said, she had a better story, like they well, wrote her too. better. In they this really one.
1: didn't, she had nothing to do in the second one, really, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And the third one, they gave her more to do, but even that was kind of like, eh, yeah, as we'll get into when we talk about the third
0: one. Here's um, the next one Elias Cotiez as Casey Jones. Oh, so good. Oh, I still quote Casey Jones to this day. You got cri- to understand cricket, you got to understand crumpet to understand cricket. It's oh god, he is—he's a lot of fun in this he movie, is. and
1: he—he he doesn't say anything bad about this movie. Oh, he absolutely not. Loves that people still recognize him as Casey Jones. I mean, he is. Especially he is considering
0: of, we the level of disappointment we had uh, with Stephen Amell as Casey uh, Jones. So so pumped. Like we we were so excited for that. It was perfect.
1: We were so could not wait for that. It was and the it most just perfect was thing. Absolute the. One of the biggest trash. letdowns I've, Total ever, trash. I've ever been a part of. We
0: got Jay Patterson as Charles Pennington, the boss. Yep. And Michael Tun- Turney as Great. Danny Pennington. I've never
1: done anything else because I can't even click on him on nope. Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> but basically, April's boss is the one who's telling her, hey, you need to cut this out. Because like, well, have-
1: the cops are also like, yo, you're making us look bad. Yeah. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You know. So,
0: And then Danny is kind of the in-between because he gets recruited into this. Yeah, this you, you clearly- There is nothing more 90s than a group of wayward youth just in a with like a ton of video game cabinets and like yeah. there's like the one like the kids are smoking cigars smoking and stuff cigarettes
1: like that. i love the they're opening up the boxes you know taking out walkmans oh and, god yes you know, the little burger king you know they're, they're eating burger king fries so you had to get
0: your burger king logo in
1: oh, there oh yeah absolutely
0: you, you know? can you can't not they,
1: they had the skateboarding ramp in the building that was always so cool. 90s like the 90s just, of oh.
0: 90s but they're, the, they're kind of the link between the two stories. Yeah. We got Raymond Sarah as Stearns, the chief of police. James Saito as Oroku Saki slash the shredder. Oroku Saki. Badass in this movie. Loved it. Yeah, when he fights all the turtles at the end and just oh, one at a time just rocks them. That was the best. Toshi. Oh, boy. <laughs> Toshishiro Obata as Tatsu. Well done, sir. Thank you. I liked him just as much in the second movie. Yes. He was one of the few characters that, that still held water. Oh. Play. Yeah. Have fun. Sam Rockwell. Yes. As one of the gang members. I remember this. Yep. Y'all said Skeet S- Ulrich and Scott R- Wolf. Scott
1: Wolf, which I didn't know about, and I'm actually going to try and look for them next time I see the movie. I know, right? They're probably, you probably can't see them as much, or, or maybe they just said, hey, we were in the movie. Mm-hmm. But um, so many Sam yet. Rockwell is the one where you're like, oh, I know
0: him. We have a loyalty to the Shredder.
1: Oh, I always like the one where he's recruiting someone at the beginning of the movie, and he goes, you know, you got this, you got games, and the one kid's, you got any cigarettes? And he goes, regular regular or or mental?
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) Good job. All right, and now let's get into our Turtles. So, now, the Turtles all had 42 different people involved with creating them. Yes. But we'll go through the main characters. We have Leonardo, played by Brian Tochi. Now, this is the voices. This is the voice cast. Brian Tochi did the voice, because... For those of you guys who don't know, there was the voice, and then there was the person in the, in actual, the actual suit, suit. and they, they tell horror stories about being really? in those suits. Oh, really? They were like sixty pounds each. Oh, like, I can imagine they were they were heavy, they were hot. Like, and the best is if you watch the movie, there are times where you can see inside the suit, yeah, and it is horrifying. It's like going to Disney and seeing Mickey Mouse take his head off. <laughs> Josh Pace Pius as okay. Raphael. Now he was actually also
1: in the suit. Yes, he, I think he's the only one that did both yeah
0: Corey Feldman is Donatello
1: you could oh, you just, you could hear it yeah oh, and yeah. he doesn't return in the second one he returns in the third one which
0: is weird yeah, yeah. but
1: that voice its just, you can't not know Corey Feldman's voice he's got one of those voices that's just like
0: just hits you hits hit you Robbie Rist as Michelangelo Kevin Clash as Splinter the voice of Elmo yep David who did the voice of the Shredder really and, I didn't know that yeah, yeah I didn't know that either and Michael McCrone did the voice of Tatsu oh, I guess so didn't, I didn't know that I guess either they didn't maybe I don't know but yeah, he, you could tell that sometimes it's a so, lot dubbed. of dubbing, yeah. But uh, let's see. So, man, Ernie Reyes Jr. is one of these guys. You know that, right? That's right.
1: Yeah. Yes, as Donatello, the in martial suit. arts yes. dub double.
0: Yeah. So there was David Foreman was Leonardo's in suit performer. We'll just do the insert performer. Yeah. Let's see. Leaf Tilden was Donatello's. He also had uh, David Rudman. Oh no, that's official. Ernie Reyes Jr. who does come in, who appears in the sequel. Yes. <laughs> as as Keno, Josh Pace as Raphael. And then yeah, a lot of them also have martial arts stunt doubles. All right, I'm done.
1: <laughs> okay, so all four actors who played the in-suit turtles also appeared in cameos in the movie. Mm-hmm. So David Foreman, who was the in-suit performer for Leonardo, he plays one of the gang members, doesn't say which one. Michelin Sisti, who is Michelangelo, was the pizza delivery man.
0: Who doesn't get tipped by Michelangelo. not get tipped.
1: How do they do it? <laughs> Leaf Tilden Donatello as the messenger of the foot. I guess slaps April in the subway. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Pace Raphael is the passenger in the taxi that hits. looks like a giant
0: turtle. It's like, what was that? It looks like a giant turtle in a trench coat. Yeah. You're going to LaGuardia, right? It's the best. I love it. So this movie, I, I it is dark. It is not just in the lighting and the aspects, but in its a themes. lot of it takes
1: place at night. It never really there's very few daytime scenes in it. I, I think feel
0: the, like. the the one daytime scene that really sticks out to me is the rooftop one where Raph gets his ass kicked. Oh yes, that, yes. that's pure daylight. Yeah, but this movie is is fairly violent and no no blood, no gore, no nothing like well, that.
1: There is the scene, of course, where Tatsu goes crazy and he beats starts beating on a kid, and one of the Foot Clan gets in between them. And he, like, takes him out.
0: So he actually kills him. He
1: actually kills him, and they dubbed in a, you know... Him like, groaning. Him groaning just to, like, be like, oh, crap. You yeah. It's a little too much. But... Now, I wonder who... I wonder if the studio was the one that, that probably said that, or... or the-
0: so let's let's address the studio and probably Ace Interaction. So most movies take quite some time to be made, yeah. right? So the animated show was, was two years in. It was immensely popular mm-hmm. like people loved the, the animation the, the theme song alone is still so super catchy and what happens is this movie came out and it's a totally different tone Yeah. and it's not like the, the turtles are like getting pizza fighting robots and then going back and getting pizza again yeah like both, both series had like the, the heart and the feel of the turtles but this was like
1: see that's weird for me because I mean I remember watching this movie I had to have been like six years old I never felt, like, you know, scared of this movie. I never felt like no. there was anything in this movie that I was like, oh, that's too much. I loved this movie. From, like, the first time I saw it, any part of this movie I enjoyed.
0: I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna say something that you may not like, but I think I saw the second one first. That's fair. Because we were young we when were this, young. Movie, this movie came out. And then the second one was, like...
1: A year later? Two years later?
0: Something like that. We'll check. But, uh, yeah, like, this movie, I saw it later, and just, I don't... I think I enjoyed... The second one more at the time. Because it was definitely... We were the target demographic oh, for the absolutely. second one. But yeah, the second one came out almost exactly a year later. And then the third one came out two years after that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, was the third one a direct video Was that actually... I think the... it was a directed video It was direct video Feels like, like. <laughs> it. Oh, it
0: looks like it, too. <laughs> and we'll talk about that. So let's talk about the suits. Now...
1: Oh, Jim Henson.
0: Jim Henson Rest did a, peace, a fantastic job. Those suits are awesome. Do you ever have issue with the way the turtles look? How they all look very similar to each other?
1: So... You could you could argue that maybe they just didn't have the time to really go into full detail on the turtles. I mean, obviously they all you could just change the color of the band of the uh, the bandanas and it wouldn't matter who's who because really they're all the same. They almost all look the same height, you know, depending on the performer. They're all the same exact build. So and then obviously in the new ones the uh, the the CGI the Michael Bay universe two new turtles they really went into each turtle is different. And they all have a unique look. And they all have a unique look. I don't have a problem with it, because in the cartoon, too, they all look the same, except for the different color. So
0: know. in the comics, they all wore red bandanas. Okay. Did you ever see they did a, a cartoon turtles, like multiverse thing, where the current turtles and the old turtles? Oh, really? Oh, my God, you got to watch it. Oh, really? Because they show a shot from this, from oh. the live action. Yeah, okay. I highly recommend it. But uh yeah, like the original. Tur- like the original Turtles that's what they they all looked the exact same because it was all in black and white too and they all wore a red bandana oh I
1: didn't know that yeah so the cartoon is the one that came up with the blue I think lead, so purple yeah. and orange
0: but yeah I, I, did, I definitely think that the Turtles they, they did the best that they could and they each had their own unique personality at least absolutely you know you had and they followed by the the theme song you know yeah. Leonardo leads Donatello does machines Raph is a cruel, cool but rude cool but rude and then and Michelangelo is a party dude but I yeah, but so that's
1: where the movie and the show didn't differ was the personalities of the turtles. Oh yeah. The only again, the only where the movie really differed was the tone, was the violence, obviously, mm-hmm. and just the overall look. I mean, you know, especially again,
0: with Casey Jones. He's a,
1: when did Casey Jones appear in the show?
0: He only was in like two or three episodes. Oh okay. Yeah, so He, he wasn't. Was, a, he was, he wasn't was big no, in the show. No, no, no. He, th- this movie made him more popular. I think they put him in the show again because, because of this movie. movie. I loved his hockey mask in this. Oh, so good. Yeah, I, I mean that's uh, up there with the Freddy mask, not Freddy mask, the Jason mask. I was gonna let you. That was no, you, you, double you back just, to that. Yeah, just, mm.
1: I, as I said it, I was like, God,
0: I need to stop doing this. But they they actually kill or quote unquote kill Shredder at the end. Yeah, Daisy
1: Jones crushes him. Well, you, well, okay. Let me let me. You don't see the actual head crush. You see the the helmet. The helmet crush. So just to be fair, you know, let's just you know he, he just. You
0: know. I tattoo now lead. <laughs> Oops! Oh man, but like that—that ending fight scene is still probably one of the best.
1: And and the—I mean, just the the splinter is so well done. I mean, it's it's just it's so believable today. Oh yeah, it still holds up. It does. The suits hold up. I mean, this is what Jim Henson's workshop did. I mean, you look back on what movies they worked on and the accomplishments that they were able to do Uh and jim Henson never got the love i feel unless it was a muppet project a muppet or sesame Street project you know if you watch the dark crystal i tried watching it it's amazing what they did Mm. it's just the story doesn't doesn't do it doesn't hold up then you got labyrinth which is definitely a much more kid-friendly project and again just unbelievable with what they are able to accomplish. So, like, they are so immensely talented, the Jim Henson Workshop, and what they did here is fantastic. So I really, like, just to said, they don't get the credit they did. Like, when you think Jim Henson, you think the Muppets. Of course. You know, it's Fraggle just... Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. You know, the Muppets or Sesame Street. That's what you think of. Not many people go like, oh, yeah, Labyrinth or, you know, Dark Crystal. I think
0: nowadays more
1: people would. I think they're gaining... I think it's definitely... Both, both projects have really kind of regained cult status in terms of, you know, popularity, especially Labyrinth after David Bowie passed away. I mean, now it's like, you know, everywhere you look, there's something Labyrinth or Dark Crystal had a show, a new show on Netflix. That's why I would love them to redo the Turtles with these, like just like not the exact suits, but go back to this type of... yeah
0: so that's always been the big debate right especially when george lucas and and episode one came out yeah the the idea of cgi versus puppets yeah it's it's, sometimes it works sometimes you have to
1: i agree i i I, you you know my argument on cgi i i don't dislike cgi i think cgi has done so much for the film industry but there's a point where it's just like oh that's a little
0: too much i still say jurassic park always had the best balance absolutely the first one um yeah, because I was watching Jurassic World the other day, the the, the, first, the Jurassic first Jurassic World, World, which still I still enjoy. It's a good one. I still enjoy that movie, but like you can tell, it, it's practical versus not practical, and yeah. I think that something about having that person there, and then. Also, you get to showcase the martial arts skills of some of these actors. They are fantastic. Like The fight scenes are all really good. Yeah, We're going to talk about the fight scenes, though, in the second movie. In a second <laughs> but I was just right here. The turtle costumes
1: were created by the Jim Henson Creature Shop in London. Mm-hmm. Jim Henson said that the creatures were the most advanced that he had ever worked with. They were first made out of fiberglass and then remolded out of clay. They were produced as molds to cast the whole body in foam rubber latex. And work was completed within 18 weeks. That's wild. So... And many major studios like Walt Disney, Columbia, MGM, Orion, Paramount, and Warner Brothers turned down the film for distribution. They were just they were worried that despite the
0: popularity of the cartoon and the toy line, it would be a box office disappointment. Now right. this movie, because again, this is before adaptations of certain of properties were like as big as they are now. Yeah. This movie had a budget of thirteen million dollars 13 million,
1: and grossed more than
0: two hundred. Yep. Yeah. That is wild. this This movie did fantastic. At 135 million in North America and over 66 million outside North America for a
1: worldwide total of over 200 million, making it the ninth highest-grossing film of 1990.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, the reviews were were mixed for the most part. I think yeah. Turtle, Turtle fans were were more into it. Well, absolutely. But it's weird because like I didn't realize that the Ninja Turtle fandom was so passionate. Remember when when Michael Bay first announced that he was doing oh, Turtles? God. And those movies, they're they're not great, but like I can I can watch the them. The first one is watchable. The second first one's one is watchable. Just not. The second one, ironically, I think they did more to honor the source. Mm-hmm. You know, they put in bebop and Rock rocksteady. They changed the look of the turtles so that they did look all very different. Mm-hmm. Like Donatello was very skinny. Raph was a little bit bulkier. But the first one was solid. But like, remember when they were saying all these things that they that they were going to do different? Yeah, and were they were going to be aliens. They were going to be different? aliens. And then uh, what was it? A shredder was originally William Fitchner. And they reshot all that stuff. That's right. Because he was supposed to be the original Shredder. And then they were like, no, 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 it's this Japanese guy. Yeah. It reshoots. So reshoots, reshoots, all the so reshoots. Bad. But, And then Megan Fox.
1: I was up there with the, uh, remember when G.I. Joe was being made, and they're like, oh, we're going to make it an American, uh, you know, I'm not an American, a, a worldwide organization. And they were yeah. like, that's well, I, not G.I. Joe. We got
0: to do that series at some point. That's true. Yeah. I thought about asking if you wanted to do that. I don't but. Know. So, all right, stop.
1: Let's go. GI Joe
0: now. No, yeah, we're gonna go do GI Excuse <laughs> us. But no, let's talk Ninja Turtles 2. The, the secret, secret of, the- of the. All right, so this movie was directly impacted by the amount of parents that were less than satisfied with the dark tone of the first one. So now, let's go back to the early 90s. What other shows were happening at this time? 1991 ish?
1: 1991. Shows or movies? Shows or movies. I mean, you had all the ninja movies were coming out at that time. You know, Three Ninjas. I think was a couple years later, ninety three. Surf Ninjas. You had that big ninja craze that was probably started by this, and
0: then exasperated by a little show called Power Power Rangers. Rangers. And Power Rangers was one of the first shows that parents were like, "This is too violent." Like, it's true. Like the the culture of America shifted. Where I know you watch that now, and you're like, "This is too violent." My, you know, thank God for
1: my parents were never. My parents were never just that focused on that stuff. Like they knew what I couldn't watch. They determined at an early point, he cannot watch this, and but he can watch this. We have enough faith in him that he will not be swayed by something he sees in this. And for the most part, I wasn't.
0: Eh, like I mean, you're totally normal and well adjusted, Sean. Thank you, I appreciate it. But, so, this movie does come out, and the tone is totally different. Yes. The turtles do not use their weapons in this movie. There is only one exception, and that is when Donatello knocks out the two guards, or has them knock each other out. But, yeah, for the most... And then I think he hits uh, one of the the, the big turtle mm-hmm. with uh, the bow, and it's, like, shaking, and he's like... Oh. But, yeah, they don't use their weapons at all. They're trapped in a net, and they're like, how are we going to get out of this net? You have swords! You have swords in your back. My God. Like, it, it's it's wild. And the best, one of my favorite things, and this was pointed out to me during, like, I think an Honest trailer pointed this out. There are so many times where the there's, like, Foot Clan members in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, a fight in the foreground, and in the background, you just see them doing ninja moves in the background. There's nothing else going on. Oh my god. That. In the scene where... So basically the, the whole idea is Shredder is, sh- is back. He's still alive. He mm-hmm. survives the, the, the crushing. And he wants to... A, he wants to rebuild the foot and get revenge on the turtles. But also B, he decides to do that because I think April is investigating a chemical spill.
1: Which is using the ooze that caused the turtles to become what they are today.
0: So they decide they're going to get rid of all of it. Yeah, And there's one, one canister left. And... Shredder and the Foot Clan steal it because they want to make their own, basically their own. And everybody wanted them to be Bebop and Rocksteady. So we got Toka and Razor. Yeah. So Shredder creates this whole like these two. What is it? A wolf and a snapping turtle? Pretty much. Yeah. But the scientist who they kidnap makes Game them. Warner. Yeah. Makes them like dumb. Yeah. Puts them at child level. They're
1: babies. Yeah,
0: still so good. <laughs> so let's talk about. We have Paige Turco <laughs> taking over the role as April O'Neil. Yes. Um. She was, apparently, the original wasn't approached to reprise the role because she complained too much during the first movie. <laughs> and the yeah, yeah, that was what it was. Yeah. It was. But Paige Terco does fine, you know.
1: I don't think April has much to do in this movie, really. No, no.
0: She's more exposition in this. Yeah. Like, in the first one, she's an actual plot point.
1: Yeah. And there's no Casey Jones.
0: No Casey Jones. They don't even mention him. Nah. Which is heartbreaking because he was so much fun in the first um, one. We'll
1: say this. I don't know if you agree, but it never fails, the opening scene of this movie. I always crave pizza.
0: After oh, my it. God, yes. Which the opening montage of the opening just montage everybody of eating every
1: person in New York City eating a slice of pizza every delicious pizza and and it's delicious like pizza. that like extra cheesy pizza oh, that's just like gooey and just so yep.
0: good we just had a huge breakfast and now we're sitting here going pizza I wouldn't say no to a really good piece in New York City oh, like, style pizza oh my god so good but we have David Warner coming in as Professor Jordan Perry he's a scientist that works for GRI. and he's the one that not only helps create token razor but okay. also helps get rid of them Ernie Reyes Jr. as Kino. All right, so this was they needed their audience surrogate and Kino was the way to connect to the youth because yeah. you know, they bring him in and he's like, "Hey, I know all this sick martial arts skills. Let me let me infiltrate the Foot Clan." <laughs> no, Kino. This is also the only movie where they get punished with backflips several times. They all all the turtles when they misbehave, they have oh. to do 10 flips now the best was Michelangelo just in the background just clapping one <laughs> just jumping up and then he gets caught Aww. let's see uh, we had a replacement for Shredder by Francis Chow but in all honesty you never or Francois yeah. Francois but uh, we get Super Shredder too Kevin Nash as Super Shredder yeah. yeah and then most of the other people came out we, we had a very important cameo in this oh. Vanilla Ice as himself Man, if you want the 90s there you go yeah Wow.
1: In the voice cast, uh, two of the four are back, uh, Brian Tochi and Robbie Rist as Leonardo and Michelangelo, respectively. Adam Carl is the voice of Donatello in this one, and Lori Faso so. as Raphael. Don't know really anything about them, because there's nothing about them on Wikipedia. Kevin Clash returns as Splinter. Mm-hmm. And then the, the voice man himself, Frank Welker, as the voices of Toka and Rezar.
0: So Yeah, He does
1: any animal voice, any type of voice you could ever think of.
0: Took so. on Razor. How cute. Yeah. So, basically, it's just a revenge movie. and Pretty they much. And they use the ooze to create monsters to fight the turtles. And the turtles win. And it's all happy and go lucky and all the fun stuff. But, yeah, this movie, I do... I remember watching it as a kid and I remember loving it. Now, now I watch it and I'm like...
1: It's it's just not as good as the first one, but it's still enjoyable. It's still watchable. I I I, I every now and then I click on it because it's on. I believe Netflix has all the Ninja Turtle movies, so I every now and then I click on it to watch it and stuff like that. And it's 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 a snapshot in time, and that's why I like it. You know,
0: mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, that that early '90s. Just
0: this is when the cheese was really jumping in. Yeah, yeah, pretty like, much. I I put the like especially the. Especially this one. This is the most kid friendly of them. I want to say.
1: Even the third one has a little few moments where you're just kind of like,
0: oh. Dark okay. humor. Yeah. That's dark. Well, I don't. I mean, in all honesty, it's about colonialism. Sure. <laughs> like, you don't play around with stuff like that. But this movie, the budget was 25 million, so it had a, sl- a slightly higher budget. Like, yeah. And then only only grossed 78 million though. Not. It's still, still pretty good. Oh, it's still a good, but nowhere near
1: as good as, as the original was. I agree. But the uh, was it? You got this. Generating theatrical rentals of forty one point nine million, it was a success at the U.S. and Canadian box office. It was the second highest grossing independent film ever, behind the original. Did not do what so well overseas. That's about it. And you know, it received mixed reviews from critics, as you would expect. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it again, I, I really fully believe it, it's a worthy sequel. It's not nowhere near as good as the first one, but it's 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 there. It's there. I it holds it up. It's fun. It's a good kid-friendly movie, what it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. does the job. doesn't break any rules. And, you know, it's just fun to watch.
0: Now, let's talk about one that wasn't fun to watch. Eh, It has its moments. It has its moments. It's a guilty pleasure. It is definitely a guilty pleasure. And that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. It's not Turtles in Time, because that's an actual video game. That was the video game. uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, and it was released into theaters. Okay. I thought it was a direct... I thought it was direct also. So, this movie, because when we run out of ideas, what do we do? Time travel? Pretty much. So, this movie has the turtles going back in time after April accidentally switches places with...
1: A samurai.
0: A samurai. Now, the time travel rules are so weird in this. like, <laughs> Because th- this one makes me cross my eyes thinking about it. Because, like, if here's your timeline. It's a straight line and things happen. Now... You had to have two people in the timeline holding it at the same time. Already, I have a problem because how is it the same time if it's the same timeline? Oh, my God, my head. But yeah, so oh basically... No, I have gone that. Yeah, this one is... They don't even care. But I still love the opening. With the dance. With the ZZ Top going. I mean, we never
1: talked about that in the second one where they found their new home, which was like the subway. You know, yeah, like an old abandoned subway station. That
0: still had power. Yeah. That was so cool. Like, as a kid... The- but I think
1: that's like a real thing. Like, that, not like that exact setup but that's based off a real like there are like abandoned subway stations oh my god yeah a ton of them yeah
0: they're all over the place you know secret ones too like all all ones that
1: were made specifically for certain people like like presidents
0: and stuff yeah oh yeah i'm the secrets new york city must have but (sighs) the fact that it's still on the power grid is even crazier yeah yeah it's the old pneumatic transit system it's still here what which ooze are we dealing with in this one (laughs) but yeah so I'm not going to tell everybody in New York to go out and be nice to each other. Yeah, all right. We're, we're crossing the streams here, all right? <laughs> so, basically, April accidentally switches places with a gentleman from feudal Japan, <laughs> a samurai, a warrior, you know, and basically the turtles have to go back in time and not only find her, but also get the scepter back because you need to create that bridge. Stupid. So well, they don't have to
1: get the scepter back because they had the scepter. Like they just have to use no, they, the scepter on that side.
0: They lost it. Well, right. they lose it back then. Yeah, so they go back just to go and get a. And
1: they just happen to have four, you know, other. It's so ridiculous.
0: Oh god, this movie. This movie is so ridiculous. The the, <laughs> the animatronics are rough. Yeah, like the the, the suits, suits don't, don't look, look nearly as good. good.
1: They're definitely, I think, a cheaper. Cheaper way of making them. Definitely.
0: But they it's funny because the, I liked the texturing because they looked a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. So, but let's go through the list really quick. Paige Turco returns as April O'Neil. Elias Codius returns as Casey Jones and Wit. Yeah, he plays a character back in time called Wit. And they never really address if, like... He's a descendant yeah. of Casey
1: Jones or... And
0: doesn't Wit turn into a bad guy? He... I don't
1: know if he's a bad guy, but he, like, he... he... And
0: th- but he also kills Walker. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was very confusing. Stuart Wilson is the bad guy in this. Walker, I liked him. I liked guy. him I liked too.
1: That like British, you know, like. You Do you know,
0: know what mean? the worst scene of this entire movie is? What? Worst, scene. worst scene. Is it was when
1: when he falls off the cliff
0: and, and just like he's superimposed on this background, yeah. and he falls, he falls, he falls, and he falls, just, just disappears, disappears and, and here's no splash. S- you uh, but hear, you, don't, you don't see the splash. like Nothing happens. It's the worst effect you could possibly imagine. It's a Superman 4 effect. Oh, it was, it was painful. It was so painful. Even as a kid,
1: Paul's was like, that's fake.
0: That's not real. <laughs> oh, that's not that thing. But yeah, I mean, the movie is, it's definitely also, you know, there's a reason it was the last one that they did. It had a, mon- it wasn't like a huge disappointment. Like it was $21 million budget walked out with fifty four point four.
1: Yeah, I mean you're gonna you're gonna get the kid audience this movie. It's Mm -hmm. it's it's you know, it's I'd be shocked if it not made at least its money back, but it's just (laughs) it's a stupid story. It's nothing really crazy in terms of the you know, the fighting or anything like that. There was no like amazing, you know, scenes of them, you know, really going crazy like it's in the first one. It was just a typical time travel story that you just had the turtles in. It really didn't really offer any much more than that. You yeah, know? But it's
0: it's uh, Casey Jones makes his triumphant return Casey just for Jones, it to be stupid. Yeah. Corey Feldman comes back as the voice of Donatello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's really not that good, and unfortunately, like yeah. But they they did get to have Casey Jones be a babysitter and introduce them to televised hockey. Hockey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is rough. It is painful. Now, really quick, we won't talk too much more about that third one, but let's Star City ratings the Turtles movies. Oh, the first one, I'm going to give a three and a half out of five. It is super solid. Um, I got to sneeze. It's happening. You got it. You got it. Here comes. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm not editing that out. But <coughs> anywho, so the, the first one is a solid three and a half. I think it, it holds up, which is always a, an important thing. Mm-hmm. It's dark. It's gritty. I think I'm. it's only grown on me as I've grown. And then the second one, I'm going to give a three because mm-hmm. it is above average, just because I enjoy it, and I think rose-colored glasses. And then the third one, I'm going to go just two and a half, maybe even a two. Yeah, yeah I could still watch it. Oh, it's watchable.
1: You know it's not if god awful. Yeah, it's just you know, it's watchable. I'll still
0: watch it before Out of the Sh- Out of, Out of the Shadows? Is that the second shit. Michael Bay one? Oh, <sighs> yeah, yeah.
1: At least you had a possibility of knowing that.
0: I'm pretty know. sure. Yeah.
1: But I'm gonna go on the first Teenage Mutant Ninja movie. I'm gonna go four out of five. Ooh, solid! I love this movie. I think it is just so underappreciated. The tone is fantastic. The fight scenes are fantastic. The costumes are fantastic. The acting is great. I, anytime I can, I can watch this movie. No issues. The second one, I'm gonna go three. You know, it's a solid step down from the first one, but it's still, you know, a watchable movie. Because again, we grew up with it. It's you, as you said, rose colored glasses, it's movies that you watch as a kid. It is easier to stick with them as you get older. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. Like if you were showing someone that movie for the first time as an adult, they probably wouldn't be able to sit through it. It'd probably be very hard to. And then the third one, I'm gonna go too as well. I just it's it's there. If I'm bored and I just, you know what, let me just find a crappy movie to watch, I can watch it. But there's nothing about it that I'm like, I need to see this movie right now. That's fair. You know, there are moments in Secret of the Ooze where I'm like, I like this scene. I can wait for it to happen. There's not. There's really no scene in the first one and the third one where I'm like, all right, let's sit through this, you know, for a little bit and, you know, we'll get to that and then I'll stop it. No. 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 Maybe the opening scene. That's
0: yeah, about that's it. fair. I'll give it that about one. about it. All right. So let's wrap it up. We have our Fan Feedback Friday. This one was just a fun one that I've had no real thought behind this week your superhero name is the color of the shirt you were wearing and the last thing you ate what is it so right now sean would be gray breakfast i like that yeah i know that's actually not bad i have black protein shake the red that jocko so yeah bad. black mac and cheese black pizza and the gray cashew. <laughs> I
1: like the black protein shake. A- yeah,
0: yeah, that was, that was, it's was classy. But yeah, don't forget, guys, if you want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, it's super easy. You go to Facebook, go to uh, the Multiverse fancast, like our page every Friday around, usually between 8 and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll see a Fan Feedback Friday pop up. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just type in The Misfit Faction. Odds are you'll find some of our stuff. And if you want to hear more of Sean's sultry voice, you can go over to Cinema. Hey. Wow. Never mind, guys. Just go. Just leave. No. You can go over to Cinematic Adventures to hear more from him and uh, even MF Uncensored. Every once in a while, you'll hear a little appearance by Sean. Hey. Alright, then. But thank you, Sean, for jumping in. I appreciate it. I didn't it. have
1: much of a choice, but I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we did this episode before Cinematic, so I no, know. You That's how been stuck that here. smart. You know? <laughs> Alright, that is going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. And I'm Sean. And we'll be back in a flash.